everyone, and welcome to Dating Tips and Tricks and Expert Love Advice. And today we are live on location here. You might hear a weird bit of, you might hear a little bit of background noise, but um, we are actually at the uh, uh, the long-term care wing. Uh, here visiting Christine uh, in the hospital after an unfortunate incident uh, happened and uh at some point over the last week, and I couldn't get a hold of Christine, but uh, everything seems to be fine. Christine's, as you can hear, uh, her heart sounds very healthy. Uh, those those beeps are coming through loud and clear. And uh, I did ask if we could get that machine out of here for the purposes of recording, as it is kind of overpowering. But I was told that that wasn't going to be an option. And uh, uh, we just had to keep a lot of this equipment in here. So I did move it off to the side as much as I could. To hook uh, some of these podcast mics up, so I, I, I apologize if you are hearing, a, you know, a bit of background uh, feedback here. Uh, speaking of feedback, a lot of positive feedback from last week's episode when we had lawyer Mima Galamipur uh, on giving some some tips, some legal tips about what to do with uh, the, uh, the the garbage scum people, Maria and Tony Express, and uh, so my lawsuit is progressing nicely. Um, we are trying to serve Tony Express and Maria, but, um, you know, unlike, uh, the service at Boston Pizza Express, uh, it's very tough to serve people, uh, who don't want to be found. So they've, uh, kind of disappeared off the map again. And, um, if you do see them, you know, let me know. Uh, at, th- at this point, I don't think I'd approach, consider them, you know, not armed, but still dangerous. And I think you don't need to be armed to be dangerous. We've got, um, you know, all the weapons we need uh, right here and here. And, uh, you know, the whole the human body can be a bit of a weapon if you know how to, to use it. And uh, so just keep your distance, you know, take photos and video, just document everything. And I'm going to be sending that off to Nima. And we're putting together one hell of a case. Uh, one hell of a case and one hell of an evidence. One hell of it. One a great some great evidence as well for that case. And we're going to be locking those guys up. And if Christine was awake, she could tell you what a what a hellhole being in prison is. And uh, you know what I have to say to that is Tony Express and Maria, welcome welcome to the jungle, baby. You know you might be in a cell together, uh, hell in a cell, kind of a hell in the cell situation. Tony Express and Maria, that lawsuit is ready to go. We are going to unleash the Kraken of Nima Galamipur and kind of take you out. He's, he's, he's setting to, he's putting together a press conference for uh, later this week where we're going to kind of unload the case on you and, uh, you know, read them and weep because this is, this is coming for you. We're coming for you. You know, I've, I've been uh, kind of talking a lot here just by myself and, uh, you know, Christine's just sort of been lying there. You know, she didn't help me barely at all set this podcast equipment up kept kind of pretending to nap every time I asked for her help so <clears throat> we'll just uh, we'll just kind of politely wake her up here I know she is you know she has been a supposed injury and I do believe that uh, I did look through the the medical charts when I announced myself as her next of kin to the doctor, you know, and, and it's all in good, uh, you know, it's all in good faith because, um, you know, as a podcast co-host, I think in many ways that gives me more legal authority than, um, you know, first of kin or family members. And she really doesn't have many of them. So I, I'm actually doing her a favor by, um, by going through that chart and there wasn't much you know there was there, there was a bit of interesting you know trivia let's call it there so yeah so nothing unexpected there a few stis but it was the ones you'd kind of expect you know i'm not going to name names but no lifers in there but um some of some of the ones that are a bit more unpleasant you know let's just say that it was an interesting read and uh you know, I took some photos of it for later so I can check that out when I get home. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, if, if, if listeners are if the listeners are interested, just let me know and I can post some of those pages online. And I think it's an interesting way to kind of get to know Christine a bit better outside of the podcast is looking through, uh, you know, 10 or 20 pages of medical history. And I think that's fun for everybody. Just get her here. Christine. Hey, Christine. Christine. Yeah. Yeah. Christine. 
Wake up. Mm, what? Christine, uh, it is Brent, and I have set mm. up the podcasting equipment. Uh, I know that you said Brent? you couldn't come in to do the podcast, so I brought the podcast to you. Am I dreaming? I know it seems like a dream. I've set up all of this equipment, mm. so I asked, you know, uh, the doctors if it was okay. Oh. They said, you know, we'd prefer if you didn't. Um, I, you know, I, we, we, we chatted it out, and... Uh, when they kind of left, I uh, I brought it out of my backpack and set it up. So, uh, Christine, just want to check in with you, and um, you know how are things going? Uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Christine, you know I don't want to be rude, but yeah. you uh, you look terrible. Mm, okay. You know I don't want to spend too much time on this, but what uh, what happened? Oh, I don't I don't know. I got. That I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about it. I think um, that uh, I think that's the you know for the best that we we talk about this, Christine. I think no. that laughter is the best medicine, and I'm not really sure if the story will make you laugh, but I'm sure it's better than kind of just lazing about in bed all day, wrapped up in these bandages. Oh God! Don't touch them. That hurt. Christine, what happened last time on the podcast? We were chatting. It seemed like. Nima had given you some good advice to kind of just follow along. Whatever the uh, the brown ferns, the uh, the gang that you have angered Don't seemingly out of nowhere, uh, you know, name. what they wanted you to do. I got it. Okay, well. Okay, Christine, so let's just kind of pick the pace up. Uh, I don't want to say what happened, Bren. It's let's just... just get it out there, Christine. The sooner you talk about it, the sooner we can stop talking about okay, it. Okay, well, the brown ferns, I met with them, and they were like, you have a debt to pay to us because of what I said. So I was like, what do you want me to do? And they were like, figure it out, get us some money. So I was like, okay, well, what can you sell secondhand? And, mm-hmm. you know, vehicles. So I went up to these bikers, and I was like, there's like six of them. Mm-hmm. And... So they went into a shop, an ice cream shop, and I just kind of crept over and mm-hmm. I started to use a, I found a jump rope nearby and I just used that to tie up the bikes. And then mm-hmm. I was like pulling four of them at once, which was quite heavy. Right. And then, but then they came out and they saw what I was doing. One of them dropped their ice cream cone and just freaked out. And then they just came after me and they just just beat the shit out of me. So this was a gang of uh, bikers, another rival yeah. gang that you targeted. Well, uh, and you stole their motorcycles yeah. and uh, well, um, they weren't motor. They were non-motorized. Okay. So more of an e-scooter. No, it was more like a, just mountain bikes, you know. Okay. Well, you know when you get your first bike, it's not a great bike. Your first two-wheeler. Okay. So uh, so you stole some lower-end bicycles outside of a, an ice cream shop. Yeah, and I couldn't ride them away because they were, I unfortunately, I'm 5'8", and it's just too tall for the bikes. Okay, so tell me about uh, the gang uh, and how they re- reacted to this. They were in the ice cream shop, came out furious. Freaking out, yeah. And just the shrieks were just giving me such a headache immediately. And then they ran over and they just started pummeling me with their little fists and Mm -hmm. kicking me while I was down. Oh, while I was down. Mm -hmm. And then just left me for dead. Mm Mm-hmm. They took the bikes with them, and then they took my car. So you lost money on this deal. Yeah, absolutely. I should have just given the, them my car. I should have sold my car for the money. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty for sure. I'd, honestly, I don't know if it's going to be twenty twenty ever again. They really fucked up my eye. Honestly, it might be like ten fifteen, and that that is best case scenario. And I can't I can't go to the cops about this because like I'm tied up on this, and you know my history, and like. They said they were going to go call their parents, and I mean, I don't know who they are, but they're young enough mm-hmm. to be very strong. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, if I'm reading this correctly, uh, you were uh, attacked by a group of children while trying to steal their bikes at an ice cream shop. Uh, and sort of, have I no. summarized the situation correctly? 
no, Brent, these weren't children, okay? Mm -hmm. They might have been the age that's considered children, but these were monsters. So they were, you know, how tall were they, just to get an idea of... Oh, my God. I would say five foot. Five foot, okay. Well, tallest five foot. Well, there were six of them, is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, at a combined height, we're talking about maybe, I don't know, 35 feet? 30 exactly. feet? A combined yeah. height of 30 feet long. I mean, that's that's a huge person if if that was the way we measured a group. It's like a building, yeah. That's why I look like how I look, and that's how I feel like how I feel, but I'm just trying to be positive about it. I'm just trying to look for the future, kind of like, uh, you know, live in my future self and move forward from this and I did uh, and I did go back and I I mean on, and on my way out I did I did um, poke my nose into a little copper wire and uh, try to take that with me and I did get electrocuted from that but I honestly think that before that the largest damage was done so now you're in the hospital I mean it sounds like it's going to be pretty difficult for you to pay back that debt that you owe to um, the brown ferns yeah, honestly, Brent, I'm just going to have to keep trying. And I was like, can I give you money that I already have? And they were like, no, you have to give me money that you've earned. Mm. I have to give them new money, fresh mm. money. I don't understand mm. that. But I have to like so earn it for them as my like penance. So that's what I'm doing. Right. The Catholic gang. So when is that? Uh, when is that? When does the bill come due? Um, On Sunday. But I figure if I don't have it by Sunday, I'm going to commit some sort of like minimal crime and then turn myself in so that I'll already be in a police station. So if they try to come get me, um, they won't be able to. I've been watching a lot of Law and Order, mm-hmm. and it seems like that's something that people do. Well, best of luck to you, Christine. And, uh, you know, yeah. let's move on from this and get into <sighs> yeah, this okay. podcast. So we're going to be right back right after this. Hi, Shane. I'm Dr. Kelly, um, but you can call me just doctor. Now, Shane, I am a licensed relationship counselor, and I've been doing this for years, and um, normally, (laughs) when I'm uh, helping a uh, relationship out, (laughs) there's two people in the room. Uh. So I have two questions. Um, First, is your partner imaginary uh, and sitting here and I'm being insulting? Or two, are they just not here and why? Um, Okay, well... (laughs) I, I guess I'll, I'll just I'll begin at the beginning so you really have a full picture of the relationship. Thank you. A great place to start. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm glad that you said grape. Or did you say great? I said great. But for you, I have grape expectations. And uh, well, it's it's been a whirlwind. I will say that it was just four or five weeks ago that I was working on the floor of the trade shows, as was my regular gig mm-hmm. as a grape actor, and that's where I met the woman that would become my wife, Marsha. Uh, her law office had mm-hmm. a booth there, and she whisked me away to the garden suite above her garage, and I've been there ever wow. since. Uh, and at first, it was the dream. I was living the dream. I had five strong boys from her previous marriage and one Mm -hmm. beautiful wife and then about a week ago she decided uh, she needed some space so she Mm. left and I spent most of the um, remaining time after that calling her incessantly trying to get her to come home because I did not know how to deal with those children and they had some demands that I was not able to fill uh, in regards to lean cuisine dinners Uh, And after several calls uh, and me begging and pleading for her to return, um, she has, I think, turned off her cell phone or sold it or thrown it on the side of a road. I have no way of reaching her. Um, I was hoping maybe she would call in today so we could get some couples counseling, as you suggested you normally offer. So um, I was wondering if you had any uh, advice for this specific situation. I'm sure you encounter it uh, regularly. Yes and no. Can you try a practice for me? Try a practice, yes. Yes, just close your eyes and picture uh-huh. your luxury condo. Now imagine those children. Those children uh-huh. are garbage vinyl floors. Uh-huh. Find a way uh-huh. to replace them. Uh-huh. 
Put something on top of them that's beautiful. Okay. Like a laminate flooring. Like a luxury vinyl. Maybe a checkerboard pattern. Maybe a faux wood. Don't you think that it just looks so much better when you just put in a new floor? Put new flooring over top of them? I just I wasn't tracking the, the, the analogy completely. Oh, I mean, I'm in the midst of getting new floors put into my luxury car. Oh. I can't even walk in my own home. <laughs> I just need you to know that I relate to your pain. It's so nice to finally have someone say that to me because I, mm-hmm. I've been in a lot of pains inflicted mostly by the boys and it's it's been denied. Yeah. They're saying that I'm not in pain and this doesn't okay, hurt. Jane, 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 listen to me. Let me let me try and relate um, some more. Okay, uh, let's say let's say I let's say I have five cars. I have eight, but let's say I have five. Okay. Now I obviously have a favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say which one. <laughs> But I have a favorite. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I bring up all five is that I do take care of all five. I, I fill them with gas. I wash them. I uh, change their oil. Um, the way that you would change a baby's diaper. The way that you would offer a child a bath. The way that you would maybe feed the occasional lean cuisine. More than occasional. <laughs> They're just guzzling them down. But they will not stay in the bath for the life of me. I'm trying to wash these kids every day. And... They just won't do it. They just shriek the second they touch the water. They just slip right out. No, I wish I could get them wet, but they just the second they start touching the water, they just—it's a hellish shriek. They just don't want to be clean. No, no, I need you to know that I know a bit about taking care of children. Okay, I have ten koi fish, and they require food. They require the pond that they live in. Uh-huh. If they did not have it, they would not be alive. So think about that. I gotta tell you, you're really, um, you're really earning your uh, your wage here because there is a lot of very interesting interesting analogies that some of them um, yeah. not entirely relatable to the w- common working mm. grape, but uh, they still very interesting, especially all the pond based ones. Um, Have you considered installing a pond? Think of all the joys a pond brings. You could put some koi in there. Honestly, Dr. Kelly, as much as I appreciate all this advice, uh, I, I, I just need to know how to get Marsha back. Really, I think that's the linchpin mm. for all this because as it stands right now, I am flat broke. I have no access yeah. to her accounts, her business or personal financial accounts. I don't have keys to the main house. I can no longer work as a great mm. because the boys have stolen my suit and flushed it down all the different toilets in the house. I don't know how they did it. But the plumber is furious. Uh, And I'm just at my wit's end here. I need her back. So these Mm. boys have a strong parental figure in their life where I I, I don't know if I can offer that to them. I'm more of a cool brother to them, which kind of makes her my mother as well. Jane, I just need to stop you right there and let you know that um, you are a classic example of a LMH7 persona type. It's straight from the Kelly Briggs test. Oh, I knew it. And uh, it's not good news, honey. It's not good news. Okay. Uh, Now, LMH7 is a Mm -hmm. very specific group that I, um, up until now, uh, assumed that the only people that would identify with that are are old prospectors, chimney sweeps, um, uh, men who literally just live in the mines, and... um, Oh, boy. Sugar goblins. Oh, my grandfather was a sugar goblin. Well, there you go. I'm quarter sugar goblin. Well, that explains so much. Oh, wow. I am so good at my job. What can I change? Everything about yourself. All right. Everything about yourself. Okay. Now, Shane, as a triple A one on the Kelly Briggs scale, I, I know what I'm talking about. And my conclusion is correct. You have a lot of work to do. Now, can you just do me one solid right now and just... I'll do anything. Can you try and imagine her back into the room? Okay, well, you're the expert, so I will try to imagine her back into the room, but I'm telling you, it won't work. This is what's keeping her from coming back, Shane. Come on. You're not even making the effort to imagine her back into the room. You know what I'm actually seeing here is many examples of of the men's failures that I like to expose. You know, like... um, Failure to raise children, 
um, a fear of success, uh, an aversion to new flooring, oh, no. a fear of koi fish, the inability to swim, which I assume you have. A lot of men are, are lying about swimming. Excuse me, Shane, are you questioning me? Because I have this medical degree right behind me. And did you notice that right below it, it says medical swim instructor? That's right. I have a doctorate in swimming instruction. I was confused about that until the, this whole swimming thing came up. So I totally get why you've displayed that as well. Thank you. I can look at a man's soul and decide whether or not he can swim. And you do not have the soul of a swimmer. I'm sorry. I'm upset. I'm upset now. At most, Shane. At most, you could kitten paddle. But you could never doggy paddle. And I know that is a fact. And do you know what cats do in the water? They kitten paddle or they drown. And you are getting very close to drowning in your life. Well, um, I think this was helpful for me. Um, Good. Aww. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Aww. And like I said, um, money is certainly an object um, at the it moment. It is an object so. that we all need. And I need uh, so I can uh, get my floors redone. <laughs> Yeah, and well, that's what I was thinking is I, like I said, I have a whole crew of boys and myself and what we lack in money, we uh, make up for in strength. And we would be happy to help you work on those floors and maybe install mm. them uh, gratis. Excuse what do you think about that? What is gratis? Gratis. In exchange for one medical therapy session. Oh, exchange. I don't... <laughs> Oh, Shane. Um, okay, if you're not going to pay me, you're at least installing my new flooring. And I'm going to need you and the boys, I guess, to uh, to dig me a luxury uh, koi pond in my backyard, at least um, 50, 50 feet deep. Uh, well, I guess <laughs> you would call it more of a koi tunnel, uh, just because the, the koi needs somewhere to go. <laughs> Sounds like we have our next couple of weeks planned out. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I love digging. I'm a natural digger. Once, when I was a kid, I dug under our family home, and they didn't find me for weeks. Are you a little mole man? Are you a little mole man? And Dr. Kelly, honestly, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. I've learned a lot about, you know... Well, you know, at least I have my next couple weeks planned out. Uh, that'll keep my mind off Marsha and on, you know, true labor. And that's something I never would have done before. So it looks like I'm already well uh, on the way to changing everything about myself. Good. I, as I uh, previously uh, prescribed, uh, a whole life change. So uh, it, I guess uh, thank you for coming in and I'll see you on the weekend. Is the week, are the weekends good? No problem. We'll bring our trunks. We're going to go for a swim in that koi pond. Thank you so much. Christina, it looks sort of, um, looks like you've got a voice call or video call here. Christine, uh, I'm not mm. sure if you want me to get this. No. Christine, it's, it seems like it's, it's Sean. It says oh. brother. Oh. Sean Norman, brother. Yeah. Christine, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, you know, answer this call because no, no, I think no. that Please it's probably good answer. for you no. and it's probably good uh, for the podcast, too, because I think you've been really low energy. I'll be higher energy. I'll so higher. Uh, we'll just, I'm just going to hit. No, please don't do that. Pick up. Christine, I can't move like that. Well, you shouldn't have to move. I, that's why I pressed accept call. Oh, God. Hello? Christine? Hello, Sean Norman, brother. Who, who is this? Who is this? Hello. Christine? You are speaking with uh, Brent Constantine, and you are on our podcast, Dating Tips and Tricks and Expert Love Advice. And uh, you are a guest, a live guest on the podcast. Oh, I'm going to throw up. Christine, what are, is this a hospital? Where Where are you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm in the hospital. What's going on? Mom and Dad's 60th is on Friday. You haven't helped at all. Yeah. She's dead, but we still support the anniversary. Yeah, we're, we're celebrating the 60th. Uh, they would have been married for 60 years this year. Sean, I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm, I'm in the hospital. I got attacked. This is typical. This is so typical. Attacked. Yeah. Just like you were feeling attacked last Christmas. Mm -hmm. well, like physically. Well, they were mean to me too, but physically I was attacked. I'm in the hospital. By who? By this guy? I don't want to say by who. I don't want to say. It was uh, it was uh, no, the Brent. Brown Fern no. Gang. Uh, Christine has been it's spreading not. a bit of rumors it's about not. them or around town. <laughs> okay, Christine, could you just cough off mic there for, please? 
That's my personal equipment. Okay, Christina, it was really tough to get a lot of this into the hospital, so if you could just just cool your jets for- Can you just pull my IV closer? No, Christine, we need that. I need that section for the mic arm. It has to go right into the bed, so just chill for a sec. So, uh, it sounds like, Christine, that, you know, you've been ignoring some of your familial responsibilities. Is that right, Sean? Yeah, yeah. To, to say the least. To say the least. I, I don't know if I have time to be a part of this radio show. I, I just wanted to see if you were going to be there on Friday after we had several meetings without you. I had to decide which casserole to get, but I didn't know what mother's favorite casserole was, so I had to guess that it was a cheese casserole. And I don't know if that's right. Christine? Christine, hey. Christine, Ow. wake up. Brent, quit it. What? 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 Did mom like cheese casserole? No. See, this is why you should have been at the meeting last Friday. I've been in the hospital. What am I supposed to t- What am I supposed to do? I don't have my cell phone. You didn't even answer the doodle that I sent in email about when we should have the meeting about the 60th. Mmm. Mmm. Shit. Yeah, no, He's I just got didn't you there. He did get me there. He got you there. And, Christine, I also noticed you said you didn't have your cell phone on you, and yet, uh, Sean, your brother, is calling you on the very cell phone you said you did not have. Oh, so, shit. Sean, a bit of a free point oh. there for you. Yeah, thanks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, I'm just... I need to get away from... Oof, sorry, I'm getting the spins. I need to get away from the family for a bit, okay? I just need to break off. Christine, this is typical, okay? We we agreed to have this 60th anniversary last year at the 59th anniversary. And you said, oh yeah, I'm totally down for helping organize that because it'll be bigger and better than any other of the anniversaries we had. Um, and uh, so you, over- you over-promised and underperformed for the family, as usual. Uh, you refused to take the mantle at the pencil factory when dad stepped down. So now I'm left holding the bag and I don't know the first thing about pencils. You I can you, learn you, it. You know, they don't even use lead anymore. Yeah, I they know. They don't even use lead anymore. It's graphite. Okay. I've been going through a lot of stuff. Okay. Somebody I know died and I was trying to, and then they thought I did it. Yeah, mom. Well, mom died, but nobody thought I did it. But then somebody else died, my old boyfriend. Christine, this isn't really a contest. I really feel like you should listen to Sean. I don't feel like you're really hearing what he's saying. I get I get these, I get, there's these people coming after me. I'm in the hospital, got rats sliced up all over me. I'm dreaming these wild dreams. I have dreams too, okay? You know, I, I didn't want to run a pencil factory. I wanted to be a, an Imagineer. You know that I wanted to be an Imagineer this whole this whole time. I went down to Disney, I did the backstage tour, I learned how the robotics worked. I think that's just for kids. It is for kids, but it's done by adults. You think kids do all of the Disney dioramas that they have down there? Yeah, isn't it all kids? That's the thing about Disney, no. they hire kids? No. We've been over this. I've, I've talked my whole adult life about this plan. You don't listen. You don't Honestly, listen. Sean, I'm so fucked up right now. I don't even know what year it is, to be perfectly honest with you. 2020. Thank you, Brent. You know that since Mom has died, we've all had to chip in at the house, right? Mm-hmm. You haven't done any of the pool cleaning, which you were supposed to do for the past five years. I'm not we, living we agreed, there. We agreed when Mom died that we would rotate in five-year periods of house cleaning duties. So... But they're going to the sell that house. the pool doesn't need to get cleaned a lot. The pool only needs to get cleaned once a year at the most. Maybe twice at the, at the beginning and the end of the season. I just don't understand why I have to do it when you're living but there. Just because I live there means I have to do the chores all the time. That doesn't make any sense. It's getting worse and worse. I'm getting slimy. I have skin condition now. You know what? I am a mincel. Uh, I practice minimal celibacy. So when I do have a partner, I've taken them in the pool. And I don't even get to close the deal because they are so disgusted. I'm glad because I, I try to be minimal, but, you know, those occasions happen when sex is on the table and you have to take it. But in this case, I didn't take it because I couldn't and they were so disgusted. Well, then not, why not just do it on the table like you said? What table? What? The coffee table? Covered in grime. The kitchen table? Covered in papers. Mail mail bills. The bedside table, maybe I do keep a little bit clean because it's more, more of my personal space, but it's too small to have an affair on and to and frankly my sheets need to be changed 
So I'm not using my bed. This was happening before mom died too. Christine, I want you to know the toilet is unacceptable. I just need you to come with a with a scrub brush or something. Like maybe maybe we need to rethink this family arrangement. I agree. I don't think it's fair right now. Cause everybody's creating the mess, but I'm not even living there. I'm living behind a couch right now. Listen, Christine, I wish I could make the rules, but we all voted and it was sixteen mm -hmm. to one. Okay? Yeah. And you were the one. Well, why did all the cats get a vote? That was part of the vote. We agreed five cats would equal one vote. So do the math. That's not fair because we didn't include the dogs and all the dogs love me. Christine, this is so like you. You just, you just, you're manipulating my words. You're twisting it around when it just comes down to one thing. You need to come over. You need to clean the pool. You need to clean a few other areas of the house. It would take maybe an hour max. And then we can have the party because the party is a pool party. We installed heating in the pool. And frankly, that's making the algae a lot worse. It's kind of like a bit of a tropical swamp right now. So it still will, it will take an hour max and then you can enjoy the party. Okay, well, I mean- There's more to this, Christine. It goes back to, to my dreams that you seem to keep forgetting. What dreams? To be an Imagineer. Oh. I have the ticket already, an open-ended ticket to Paris, France. I'm going to Disney. All I need to do is get there and I need to show them my portfolio. But for one, I can't complete any of my robotic creations because well, for one, they get a little bit humid from the, the pool heater. And for two, you're not providing the oil. You said you would get grease for me for my robotics. Right. You had all this grease that you had access to. I didn't ask questions about your grease connection. I just said, yes, please. I did have a grease connection. It used to be so close. Christine, you have to understand, I, my head is full of ideas and I need to get them out there. These roller coasters, rides that use gravity against what you expect gravity to be doing. Spinning, spinning, spinning. My head is full of loops. It's my gift, it's my legacy, and like not being able to give this to the world, it's a tragedy. And I, I don't think you fathom how important this is for not just me, but for, for humanity. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I honestly had no idea. I thought it was just like something where when you were a kid, you, you really cared about it, but it's kind of bullshit as an adult, but clearly this is your passion, and hmm. and I've been Christine, holding you Christine, back. Christine, kind of an time. aggressive uh, way to uh, accept your brother's dreams that he kind of just poured out. I'm trying to apologize out. to him. Right, yeah. Give me a I'm... break. Brent, I got a head wound. You can okay, see it. Okay, whoa, Christine, Christine, don't take your anger out on me. Don't, yeah. Okay, I'm not interested Ow! in seeing this. Stop trying to show me your wounds. Uh, and stop trying to open up those emotional wounds as well, because I think you've got a brother um, on the other side of a phone that's really trying to make a connection with you, and you seem to be pushing I'm trying him to away. Make him back. Just like, uh, um, you know what? Maybe we should talk when Abdul's here. He said he would come by tonight, but then he never texted me back, so I'm not quite sure um, if we're on the clock right now. Will this Abdul guy be there on Friday? No, absolutely not. He, um, he thinks that the family is a bad influence on me, and he has scientific proof to back that up. Uh, and he says I should stay away from the family as much as possible, both, um, you know, physically and mentally, but also, um, economically. I'm gonna take my assets away. And I know that's freaky to all of you because mom left everything to me, and right now I give everyone else in the family allowances and stuff like that, but... I'm just, he says that I should take all that money away and just sort of like put it in its own, uh, you know, seed and then let it grow on its own. So it's independent too, because that's what I'm trying to do. Abdul, this is the guy that dad's been talking about. Yeah. You got to get rid of this guy, okay? He's a bad influence. No, he's not. He's made my life so, oh God, what's that? <sighs> he's made my life so good. When he looks at me, he looks me in the eye, which, I mean, you all told me was very hard to do. Honestly, the last time I looked into your eyes, I had a dream about my own death that night. Did it go well? It was brutal. No, I, it didn't go well. I died. Again, this is so typical. You're turning this around. It's about me. It's about I'm in the hospital. I have this new cool cult leader I'm hanging out with. What about me? You haven't asked anything about what I need, what sort of money that I need what sort of financial restitution I'm asking you for. You haven't even asked about any of 
the cats, and that boat was so long ago, it's time to bury the hatchet there. Some of them have passed on, there's new cats you haven't even met yet. It's really great. And next time you come over, there's going to be a big vote. Like, we're talking hundreds. What? Hundreds? So, like, we changed, the, we changed the system a little bit since you've gone, and now each cat, instead of five cats being one vote, each cat gets two votes. Why? Why? The cats voted for it. Like, this is how democracy works. And there was a block of humans that we, we got together to try to preserve our power, but it, it was too late. The cats had already taken everything. They feel it busted. They, they got a whole system, to be honest, that is, is quite impressive. That probably won't affect things on Friday, but just so you know that the cats could at any time invoke some sort of edict. With there being so many more cats and with the cats have so, having so much more power, um, they do make a lot more of a mess around the house, which uh, maybe we'll tack on another half an hour to your cleaning I mean, duties. what, it's, was it Monday today? I'll get out of here by, what, maybe tomorrow, next day, and then I'll clean myself up and I'll get over there and I'll, I'll, I'll clean it all up. But I just can't have any photos of me taken. Nobody can know that I'm there because if Abdul sees that, then I'm going to, like, I'm, I'm going to be dropping percent, like, seeds in a field. Uh, so since it sounds like you don't really have a lot going on this week, we're going to need just a little bit of food. Um, maybe you could order some catering and just some presents. We want to give out little little like door prize, like grab bag sort of gifts to the kids and, and their parents. Like from the dollar store? Nothing fancy, not, like not from the dollar store, like more like an iPad mini. And you could probably get some of those in bulk. Like if you could probably get a good deal if you go to... Uh, like a tech sort of wholesaler. Okay. And then also just like some optional clothing for some of the attendees. And if you could just make a stop quickly at the embroidery place, each of the outfits needs to say anniversary 2020 60. We want that on the front and we want that on the back. And then maybe just on the inside somewhere, just mom's name with a heart. Maybe you could just text me the things that people want just because I won't know their sizes for the clothes. Okay, so we've got Danny, and he's going to be a triple XL. Auntie Sue, she'll probably be triple XL. George, little cousin George, he'll probably be a triple XL because he likes his clothes a little tight. Grandma's going to want a triple XL. For Dad, a triple XL would make it along. Uh, for me, I'm just going to go with the triple XL just to be safe, but I might just keep the receipt for that one. I don't understand why the family thinks that we need to get the largest available size because that will be the best quality. It's not. It's just the most fabric. They all just go for the biggest size because they think they're getting the best bang for their buck. They're not all that size. Ultimately, you're saving money because anything that doesn't make it into the final outfits can be repurposed into other outfits or pool cleaning rags, maybe. Just spitballing some ideas to help make your whole situation just, like, more efficient. Okay. Ooh, sorry. I sat up too fast. Oh, God. Oh, my head. Um, I am into this. I am going to be positive about this. I'm going to work to the future, not look back. I'm going to make all that stuff for you, and we will we'll have this pool party on Friday. That's all I wanted to hear. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> okay, um, should I go now? Hello? I'm still here. Christine seems to have fallen asleep. Uh, her head is right off the side of the bed. I might have to call someone about that in a couple of minutes. Uh, she's sliding off. But, uh, Sean, I want to thank you for uh, calling in to Christine. We got some real family uh, family drama there, and I think it made for a, for a stronger podcast overall. Thanks a lot, Abdul. Brent. Okay, goodbye, everyone. And we're back. Christine. Mm-hmm. Christine, wake up. Oh. All right, she's up. All right, Christine. Okay. So um, I did want to uh, introduce a new segment on the podcast. I'm very excited about this. I was looking through Amazon uh, the other day, trying to look for some books, uh, and they've got them on there. And I noticed that quite a few of the top sellers were uh, romance and erotic novels. And I noticed pretty quickly right away that, hey, hold on a second. These are all written by women. So there's a huge untapped market by 
man writing these novels that uh, no one seems to be doing, at least the ones I saw. So, so I'd like to uh, read the first chapter from what will be a continuing series here on the podcast. And uh, it's very, very, very erotic, but hopefully, you know, you learn a lesson as well through this. So I'm just going to read the uh, the first chapter here for you, Christine, and uh, I really hope you like it and love to hear some of your notes afterwards oh, as well. Yeah, what? The Case of the Gilded Plum, a Detective Brontosaurus v. Rockefeller erotic mystery, by Brent Constantine. Chapter 1 The sun was setting on the can, bottle, and flask-strewn desk. Cigarettes, cigars, and pipes littered the many trays which were filled with ashes. Periodicals, newspapers, and novellas sat in squat piles around the office like the droppings of some kind of living library that took in the classics of Ernest Hemingway, William Shakespeare, or Stephen King, and shat out year-old issues of People magazine or Hello Canada. But yes, the sun was setting. Light from the sun which had illuminated this crime-ridden side of the earth was disappearing into the west to light up the other side of the world where crime was just waking up for the day. Detective Brontosaurus V. Rockefeller tilted back in his office chair, the comfort from the Ikea Marcus exactly what he needed to feel on his weary detective genitals, which had been pushed to the absolute limit of comfort over the last few weeks of cases. I need a drink, Brontosaurus exclaimed to the empty room. My cock and balls feel like they've been through the absolute ringer. But that's just another day on the job for the world's top erotic detective, Brontosaurus V. Rockefeller, who is me. Brontosaurus leaned back even further in his office chair, one of the unsung features of the Marcus, and placed his hands behind his large and sturdy head. Yes, indeed, he mused with a wry smile. While some men get paid to stand around all day, union construction workers, for instance, I get paid to be in many different erotic positions. Brontosaurus leaned back again and examined the many trinkets and mementos from some of his previous adventures. The old leather horsewhips from the English countryside, the hot candle wax from the catacombs of the Vatican, the framed photos of him in front of Niagara Falls on vacation. You sure have lived an exciting and sexy life, you grizzled old dog, Brontosaurus chuckled, feeling the vibration from his laugh deep in his wounded genitals, which caused him to cut it short. Just as the tingling began to subside, Brontosaurus's phone began to tingle instead, brackets ring that is. Hmm, he said to himself, picking up the receiver in his fingerless gloved hand. This could be anyone at this time of day, 6 a.m. Brontosaurus offered a cautious hello, well aware that this could easily be one of the telemarketers that had plagued his phone lines, despite repeated requests to the federal government to place his number on the do-not-call list. The frequent and annoying spam calls were detracting from the efficiency of his operation, both due to the fact that he felt it was polite to answer every phone query, even if he didn't recognize the number, and that it was incredibly unprofessional to have your phone ring constantly while a client was with you in the office, having to pause every three to six minutes to be interrupted by a call that Brontosaurus would simply smash back into the cradle after hearing the same pre-recorded message. Damn, my balls hurt, Brontosaurus murmured, lifting the phone to his ear. Hello, this is Brontosaurus V. Rockefeller, erotic detective. No crime is too sexy. Ah, good morning, Mr. Rockefeller, the voice on the other end said, nerdishly. Who is this? Brontosaurus shouted into the receiver. How did you get this number? Don't you understand what the do not call list means? I could have you charged and possibly arrested. Uh, Mr. Rockefeller, it's me, Jimmy Jukes, your assistant, the voice said through the speaker. Brontosaurus leaned back as far as was possible in the Marcus's sturdy hinge, remembering he had an assistant and their name was Jimmy Jukes, a streetwise youngster he had plucked up off the street two years ago, teaching him the basics of a life on the opposite side of crime, including Microsoft Word. 
Jimmy, Brontosaurus bellowed, this better be good. My testicles feel like they've been belted with a hammer. By the way, could you run down to the pharmacy and grab me some testicle-numbing cream? Uh, sir, you have a client out here that says they need to speak with you about a case. Jimmy whined into the phone. A case, Brontosaurus exclaimed. I'm interested. Tell me more. The grizzled but clean-shaven detective loosened his tie and then decided it was too casual. What was the point of even putting on a tie if he was just going to wear it loose? Idiotic. He retightened it and slipped his feet back into his business crocs. Hello, Jimmy? Did you hear me? I said, tell me more. But the line had already disconnected. Brontosaurus fantasized about installing a phone line that could only be hung up from one end his end, so that he was never able to have a call ended until he was ready to do so. But what if the other phone was ripped out of the wall by the cord? Or a cell phone was powered off and thrown into the ocean or a storm water pond? The first-rate detective inquisitively queried. No, there's no way to make this technology work with today's current infrastructure. As Brontosaurus was imagining a world in which the ability to end a call was a luxury feature only available to the very rich and erotic detective such as himself, the bead curtain of his office jingled and jangled open, allowing a stranger to walk inside. Hmm, a stranger I've never met before, Brontosaurus said to himself inside his own head where no one else could hear it. I better take a look at them to get a better idea of whom they are. Starting with the feet, as he liked to do, Brontosaurus decided he was looking at the shoes of a woman. The first clue was the color, a woman's red, and, in the rear, heels that raised the heel of the shoe wearer two inches off the ground. But some men might wear this shade of red, and who doesn't enjoy a nice high foot every once in a while? No, I'll have to keep looking up. And so he did. Brontosaurus skimmed his sharp eyes upward, across the stocking-clad calves that became shapely kneecaps, and then voluptuous thighs that retreated into a soft, hot, purple pencil skirt, draped under a stylish pink feather boa. No, this could be anyone, Brontosaurus pondered, continuing his climb of the stranger. Excuse me, a voice came from further above his eye line. I'm here to see you about a case. Shh! The detective hushed them and continued his visual frisking. Small black purse, a thin belt, a blouse packed with overflowing breasts. Hmm, Brontosaurus was almost sure this was a woman. He had seen them many times before, but he had to be 100% sure. The detective's level of surety. A good eyeballing of the face and head gave him all the evidence he needed. Wowie zowie, Rockefeller exclaimed. My name is Betty, the woman began before Brontosaurus put a quick stop to her interruption. Could you hold on one goddamn minute, he shouted. Wowie, wow, wow, wow. He estimated her height at between five foot two and an even six foot, and anywhere from 90 to 175 pounds. Age, 25 to 55. Exactly his type of woman. But why was she here? He asked her why she was here to find out. Why are you here? He asked. I need to find out. My name is Betty Bonko, the lady said. And I'm here for your help. My help? The detective asked, questioningly. Yes, she said in a breathy reply as she breathed through her nose and mouth. If you're Detective Brontosaurus V. Rockefeller, that is. Yes, that's my name, Brontosaurus V. Rockefeller said. My friends call me Bront, but my last name stays the same no matter if we're friends or not. He began shuffling a pack of cards to busy his hands and impress upon her the fact that he was a character not to be dealt with lightly. He left the jokers in the deck because he was a bit wild himself. I'm a bit wild myself, in case you were wondering. Excuse me? I leave the jokers in the deck of cards. <laughs> this deck of cards, he explained, losing focus and accidentally spilling the contents of his hand across his desk and floor. I'm here with a case for you. 
if you'll take it, she said, helping to collect several of the cards that had sprayed across her lap as Brontosaurus played it cool and pretended not to notice anything had happened at all. A case, eh? he said, gladly removing the saran wrap from his homemade granola bar that he ate for energy. He began making his own granola bars from scratch after he learned about the outrageous markups in the granola bar industry. His recipe was a secret, but because you're reading a book and not someone that he would ever interact with in real life, I'll list the ingredients now. Store-bought granola, store-bought peanut butter, sugar, a bit of jam, and saran wrap to separate the individual bars to make sure they didn't form one large bar. He had learned his lesson in the past. A case, eh? Rockefeller said again, his lips and teeth wrapped around the bar, seductively. She stared at his mouth, obviously overwhelmed with seduction. It's my sister. She's gone missing, and I'm not sure what else to do. Hmm, Brontosaurus said, brushing the granola and jam out of his detective's beard. Then why come to me? Why not go to the police who solve crimes for free? I can't go to the police, she said, plopping down in one of Rockefeller's office beanbag chairs. Bellin was involved with some rough people. They said if I went to the cops, I'd never see her again, and there'd be trouble for me. And they've got half the force on the payroll and eating out of their pocket. And also, they go all the way up to City Hall. Bront straightened the collar of his detective's trench coat and fingered the feather in his detective's fedora. A case was just what he needed right now. Times had been tough recently. Typically, after he mentioned that the police solved crimes for free, clients would leave his office. He needed to stop doing that, or at least follow up that information with the fact that it was tax dollars that paid for the police system, and thus, while operating at a significantly lower rate than his own, all citizens were technically already paying for that service. I don't come cheap, Brontosaurus barked. My costs are printed here, above my desk, behind me. He pointed to the chalkboard where he wrote up his current prices. One crime investigated, $10,000 a day. Crime solved, $10,000 extra solving fee. Each additional investigation, half price. Bunko and snapped her pocketbook and tossed a wad of cash on his desk, toppling over half-finished Slurpee cups. Money isn't a problem for me, she cooed as Rockefeller counted the bills in front of her. My family can pay you handsomely. Perhaps you've heard of my mother, Brianna Bunko? Heiress to the Carhorn Empire? Nine thousand eight, nine thousand nine, ten $10,000. looked up. Your mother is Brianna Bunko, CEO of Bunko Hunko? This was one big fish he had reeled in, and he hadn't even dangled his lure in the water. The massive fish had jumped right into his boat and given him 10,000 smackaroos, or whatever the equivalent currency was for a giant fish. That's right, Betty said. You can understand that our family would appreciate the utmost discretion. It would be devastating to our reputation if the public knew Bellin Banco was missing. The company would be ruined. Our rivals, the Osbornes, would become the market leader in horns, and their corporate takeover of the board would be complete. Rockefeller made a note not to place his usual announcement of a new client as a sponsored post through his Facebook page. Can you think of anyone that might want to abduct Bellin? Or maybe someone who might just take her on vacation or something? Bellin was a happy woman, Betty recalled. Whenever she entered a room, she lighted up, usually as the first person there and turning the switch on. She was thoughtful and punctual like that. Hmm, Bront said, pretending to take notes. He was actually recording the whole conversation on his phone, but he knew the clients liked it when he took notes. They had paid him, so he figured it was worth it to just put on a bit of a show. But she had a dark side, too, Betty said. About a year ago, she started running with a new group. The Halloween Heads? I'm sure you've heard of them. Pretend that I haven't. Bront said. It was an old trick that worked pretty much most of the time, and if it didn't, it usually stalled for long enough for him to look up information on his phone. They're a gang of goth rockers, Betty explained as Bront smirked and rolled his eyes to give the impression that he already knew all of this. 
They play in a 25-piece industrial rock band in the warehouse district on the edge of Little Germany Town. After the brass monkeys and the body leeches went to war, it's opened the city up in a power vacuum that's threatened to overwhelm the criminal underworld. None of this had come up in the Google News Alerts Rockefeller is sent to be delivered to his email each week. Yeah, of course I knew all of this. Bront stated, presenting a confident air to reassure the distraught female. Can you text me the address of Little Germany Town? Bront smiled as he got the notification on his phone. Now he had her number and could message her anytime. For work or pleasure. But he had to play it cool. I'm just going to quickly take a pic of you for my contacts. Rod said, snapping a few photos in portrait mode. Please, detective, you're the only hope my sister has. She dabbed her eyes with the edges of her boa. Brunt made a mental note of this as it seemed important to the case at the time, although later, reviewing his case file, he couldn't figure out why he had thought it was a clue. All right, I'll take the case. Brunt rose from his desk the rest of the granola spilling to the floor from its hidey holes in his cargo shorts. He moved in for a hug, but she walked briskly to the door, which read Detective Brontosaurus V. Rockefeller across the glass. He tried to get the door installer to come back and place the lettering on the outside of the door like he had wanted, but his emails had gone unanswered. Please, Bront, she said. If there's anything I can do, please just let me know. Anything? Bron asked, his eyes and tongue bulging out of his head. By the time he forced them back in, she was already gone, leaving behind just the faint smell of her perfume. Ralph Lauren Big Pony Pink Eau de Toilette, if he wasn't mistaken. Jimmy! Bront yelled. Where's my testicle numbing cream? Oh, Miss Bonko, I didn't know you were still here. Yes, Jimmy will print up a receipt for you. Okay, talk soon. Bye bye. Brant returned to his desk and counted the stack of money again, planning his next move. This might just be my sexiest adventure yet, he said. End of chapter one. All right, and that is the first chapter in the continuing series of Brontosaurus v. Rockefeller, Erotic Detective. Uh, Christine? What did you uh, What did you think about this first chapter that I've put together, Christine? 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 Yeah. Christine. Yes. Wake up. Yep. What did you think? Yep. What? What did you think? What? Oh. Of the chapter I just read to you. Wow. Oh man. Okay, so you were asleep. Is that is that what happened? Uh, I don't know. Okay, Christine, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna okay, I'm gonna leave this with you here. Some of my manuscript pages, and I'm just gonna get you to read this through. It seems like you don't have much to do. You're just gonna be at the hospital, kind of resting and relaxing. So you've got a lot of time in your hand, and I'd like you to you know if you've got any notes, um, any you know positive notes, things that it reminds you of. Maybe some agencies I could ship this around. You know, what, what, while you've got the chance, you're kind of just lying on your back. Um, maybe you could put some of this together into a package and just mail it out to some of the uh, the publishing houses. Penguin, um, Random House, uh, Bantam Books. I mean, I, I can't just give you this information. This is part of the job you're going to, you know, this, this is something you can kind of occupy your time with. Mm-hmm. All right. My friend Molly and I have been good friends for two years. But this year at school, she has gotten new friends, and our relationship is slowly fading away. I'm not sure what to do. Should I wait and see what happens later down the road, or talk to her about it? Please help me. Christine, what do you think about this one? Mm, what? Christine, I just read the question. Okay. Did you listen? Yeah. Break up. Mm -hmm. End it. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. Friends don't. They're not there, really. Mm -hmm. You think they are, but then 
they're not, then you're just in a hospital room, you know, alone. Yeah, I definitely agree with Christine on this one. I think that uh, break up, it's time to end this toxic relationship because you, you just don't want to be in a position where you're not sure where the friendship is going. It reminds me of, you know, friends of my own where it might take them a day or two to uh, respond to a text. And at that point, it's just like, why bother? You know, buddy, I've deleted your number. If you can't even send an emoticon in two days, I don't care who is getting married. Uh, you, you respond, and that's sort of the way that you end a friendship. And uh, if, if it's got to be reciprocal, so it's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. So just it's it's over with Molly, and she's got other friends you're talking about. Feel free to reach out to them and just tell them what a character Molly is, what she's done to you. She's definitely going to be doing in the future. It's a pattern. If I if I know people at all, and I definitely do, because I'm running this podcast and I deal with them all the time. So, Christine, why don't you read the next question here? Christine. My, my children love our pet cat, but their dad kicks and terrorizes the poor little thing to the point where I don't think I can protect her any longer, especially when I'm not at home. I have told the kids that dad is wrong. And not to be like him, but I'm afraid eventually they may think it's okay to mistreat animals. What should I do? So I'm going to go against the grain here on probably a lot of popular opinion, and I'm sure what Christine's going to say, and say that uh, this is a breakup, and the man definitely shouldn't be kicking the cat. Now, again, I know that a lot of people, including Christine, are probably you know against this view, citing that the man owns the cat and he's coming home after a hard day's work and just kind of showing his kids uh, the value of that with his possessions. But I think, you know, kicking cats is wrong, despite what uh, people like Christine might think. Uh, So it's a big breakup for the cat, for the kids, uh, for the dad, for the mom. I mean, if you're the dad and you love kicking cats so much, maybe just get a plush Garfield, or if you can't find that, maybe a Heathcliff. Mm, mean, I know. No, I don't think it's the same way. I think that this guy's clearly a serial killer. Mm-hmm. He's hitting animals. That's He's like kicking number one them. for serial killers. Hitting is with uh, with so. the hand. Kicking is with the feet. No, but you hit something with any part of your body, mm, brand. I don't. Me. That's not the way I do hit. it. I just got hit, so mm-hmm. I know. When was the last time you got hit? I get out of situations a lot smoother. I get exactly. So you don't know shit about hit. I don't know shit about hit, Christine. Listen, I'm glad. I don't know it firsthand, but I've watched many people hit many cats in the past. And that doesn't mean anything. I used to work at a pet cetera, Okay. What I'm saying is, this dad's a piece of shit. You need to get him out of your life. You need to get these kids away. Cause what's next? It's gonna be kid. It goes from pet to kid. Like honestly. Listen to some podcasts about killers. I mean, I started listening to a podcast about killers at 7.30 a.m. Hmm. today. No joke. And I listened to it for eight hours wow. straight. So it's I'm a long episode. You, there's nothing for me to do here. I'm telling you to please, please get your kids away. I would say if this husband was a child, get that child into therapy. But honestly, you just need to like start a police file about this guy. My 17-year-old daughter, Erica, is planning to marry her 24-year-old boyfriend. I use the term boyfriend loosely because the relationship consists entirely of texting, talking on the phone, and the internet. Erica is is intent on marrying this man even though he has lied to her several times, and she is unwilling to discuss the possibility of waiting. I'm not sure how to handle this. Oh my god, break this Mm -hmm. up. You got to break this up because this guy, number one, he's not 24. Right. He's a right. older, I bet. Number two, he's a mm-hmm. creep. He is. Look at it. You got the evidence right in front mm-hmm. of you. What I would say is like, man, if you can find that guy that's hurting those dogs and you can stick him on this guy, that would be perfect. Cats. 
Because that guy would Cats. Yeah, if you it's could, not like, a dog. But if you turn... If, yeah, if he turns from cats to people, mm -hmm. I mean, you could probably pay... If you paid that guy $2,000 and you said, can you beat the shit out of this guy my daughter thinks she's going to mm -hmm. marry, that guy probably would. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a, it's a complicated way of breaking up here, Christine. I think it's as simple as this gentleman just kind of cutting his losses. Clearly, he's not being respected. Uh, the mother and daughter duo, Erica, if you really liked him you'd probably move out of your mom's house and just go and be with him. There's so many women on the internet looking for love and not a lot of guys. I'd say it's the ratio is just proportionate. So I think you need to hold on to what you've got. So find out where he is, just ask him and head there immediately. I think that life's too short to worry about what other people think. And it could be your mom, it could be your family, uh, it could be your doctor in the case of Christine telling her not to leave the hospital, but I see I, I think it's fine So when are you getting out of here? I don't know they keep saying next day. I hope like the day to tomorrow or the day after that's what I'm hoping, but I don't know mm -hmm. How are how your how are your yeah, organs they, doing? Oh Man, I didn't even know I had something, but they're all still in there. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're, uh, man, they're, they're bunked up right now. They're all like gunky and, and just jerked around. And, and why are these parents buying their children steel toed boots? That's what I'd like to know. Mm. I'd love to yeah. know that. Cause these kids were not workers. They weren't working. So why do they got these steel toed boots? Probably more of a fashion thing. Probably more of a fashion thing. Yeah. Well, then they should slow their train on that because honestly, these kids cannot control that kind of like steel mm -hmm. inside of their boot. It, it, they hit me in really cruel places. Right. Well said, Christine. Well, we're all rooting for you to get well soon. In between the fingers. Okay, in Christine. between in that little oh. in between place. Okay, Christine. I read the chart. Uh, it's fine. Uh, Christine's going to be just fine if anyone's worried about her. She sounds a lot worse than she looks. She doesn't look great, but she sounds a lot worse than she looks. So we're all sending Christine all of our support emotionally uh whatever else you choose to do is fine but uh christine we've come to the end of the episode of this very special live on location dating tips and tricks and expert love advice i am brent constantine and with me is christine bordelin christine bordelin with me as always is christine bordelin christine christine yes what shouldn't even have a cough. And until next time, may your hearts be full. Hey, yo, Brent Christine. It's me, the almost retired Stein. Your friend Shane wants to say two things via me. A, Merry Christmas. And number two, congrats on the new dating podcast. I mean, that's already getting, what, 10 to 12 downloads a day? Yo, where was you when I was starting? I mean, the girl my friend Paulie fixed me up with was seven months pregnant. So, you see right off the bat, no good. <laughs> Anyways... Keep punching and keep moving forward.